Hello and welcome to the Lock-In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life and the pub trade by those working in it. I'm the morning advertisers, Ed Beddington, and with me, as ever, are my delightful co-hosts, Nikki Thatcher and Heath Orton. Now, this episode, we're going to be discussing a wonderful topic of pub toilets, a subject which Heath, an award-winning pub operator, was reluctant to get into. Apparently, he's still scarred from the fact they ran out of toilet paper the other day and were forced to use lettuce leaves. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, God. Fuck me. Yeah, but what, what's next uh, remains to be seen here. Why? <laughs> what? MA News and wow. the Nikki, meanwhile, is struggling with her own toilet challenges. The other day, she found a wooden shoe jammed in her loo. Turns out it was clogged. Oh, good God. How long did, did you Google shit toilet jokes? I, I did actually Google shit toilet jokes. I said, what colour jokes would he tell? And that's what came up. So uh, I used AI like yeah. you do, Heath. Went, write this for me. I like using AI. Yeah. We know. Yeah, it writes shit jokes. It's great. Uh, anyway, right, as I said, we are talking toilets in this episode of the podcast. Heath is delighted and said this episode wouldn't pan out. Uh, in fact, it's fair to say he poo-pooed the topic. <laughs> See, I said it was shit. One. Well, there's that too. Uh, but the pub toilet is a vital part of every business. So we've lined up a range of experts to give us some insight. Heath, I can promise you, you'll be flush with success after this one. We can't just keep going on with these terrible, terrible We puns. can. Trust me, there's plenty more to come. Uh, helping us out on this episode, we've got Becky Wall from the Lou of the Year Awards, along with J.D. Weatherspoon's Eddie Gershon, who'll be talking or telling us what makes an award-winning toilet. We'll be taking a look at toilet design with designer Abby Perry-Jones and Punch Pubs & Co.'s Linda Kennedy. And we'll be discussing the gender divide with Emma Gibbon of The Plough in Pressbury and Brett Fleming-Jones of Hygiene Supplies PHS. And we'll also be hearing some of your toilet-based horror stories with top operators Rob Olcock of the Long Arms in South Raxall and Adrian Gaines from Rosie's in Hartlepool. Uh, but before we do, uh, before we drive Heath around the U-Bend with all of that... Um, God, make it stop! I mean, if you can stop banging things on your desk as well, because once again, you're dialing in because... Uh, you can't, you can't be asked coming down and joining us at the, at the Lockhart, which uh, is annoyingly busy, which is why it's really loud. Uh, and you need to get Sorry. some sound back. Sorry, my pubs. I'm apologising to you because my pub is busy you should on be a Wednesday in January. I'm so sorry, Ed. <laughs> get some sound baffles in. I'm sure we, we can we can get some sort of sound insulation. I'm sure some of our some of our some of our listeners, all six of them, might have some experience of that. So, put, uh, put us a podcast studio in. That'd be nice. Could, yeah, that's it. That's, Get rid of some dining space, Heath. Put yeah. a podcast studio in. I'm sure that'll work. Are you still talking? <laughs> Not near okay. the toilets, though, because they're really cold. <laughs> yeah, they are cold. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we do talk about toilets, let's just have a chat about what has been going on. Uh, Heath, how's January shaping up? I mean, the lockout's busy today. Yeah, I think, um, well, last week we obviously had the rollover for New Year's Day for us at the Red Lion, which is always really busy. Lockout, we closed for a few days last week. Just to sort of yeah, we know. stop hemorrhaging cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the red line seems to be holding, holding fast and doing okay. Um, but this week will be the real test, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. But people seem to be still out, so okay. good stuff. I mean, we saw um, uh, food inflation uh, allegedly fell in November. Come CGA. <laughs> I like the word allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, I'm saying it because I'm canvassing that because you are basically going to uh, now dismiss that. So, uh, are you seeing prices? Yeah, oh, shit. Like, I've, okay, I've seen, I've seen cauliflower go back down to a more reasonable price from £6. But it's still, when I look at my, my spend, I'm just, it's still expensive. Mm. It, nothing's really buttered, gone down a little bit. But the government love playing lip service and all this stuff to confuse us and make us feel like they're doing us a favour. But it's, you know, um, it's still expensive to buy goods. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've seen a surge in people looking to take on pubs. Apparently, Admiral uh, saw a forty-eight percent increase in interest in one of its sites. I mean, that's um... like I, I want to see the I, I want to see the stats. Like, like yeah, yeah, okay, sure. 
Yeah, do you don't think people are keen to take on Ponta right at this uh, time? Are you being cynical here? I think I think if you've got cash, I think if you've got cash, it's a good time to take him on, and he can sit there and weather the storm because there is light at the end of the tunnel. But is that a bit of optimism? Johnny, oh, hang on, yeah. hang, hang on. on, we need to get a plaque light made for this this moment. First bit. Of I, I think there, I think I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. We've just got to get through this really shit part where unfortunately we're going to lose a lot of businesses and it's going to be a bit of a cull and you know and the government don't mind that um, but I think there'll be if you can weather it all and you can knuckle down and just duck and dive a bit I think once you get to the end of it and we, we get through till March and then there'll be no nothing in the budget that will help us but we'll start getting clearer weather and people will start you know wanting to enjoy life again I mean, he starts off positive and then yeah. Trent basically demolishes all the positivity. I know, but that's the first time I've, I think I've ever heard anything positive from him. Ever. 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 Mm. I agree, I agree. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's probably true, actually, yeah. Let's mark uh, we'll, see. We'll, we'll see. Let's see. I, I'd, I'd really like to see... Like, I, It's interesting because I'm looking at what pubs are for sale and stuff and you saw, you know, um, East London Pub Company go into administration and they're going to... They're not, you know, they're not coming out of the fire as the phoenix and, you know, taking it back themselves that it's going into saddles. So, you know, but I'm surprised it hasn't been snapped up by some big company right now. So, I mean, yeah, we, we I guess maybe people are holding their fire at the moment, waiting to see uh, which way the wind's blowing and whether there's opportunity. But I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I, I think there's, if you can hold fast, you know, then potentially there is opportunity. I think so. Well, there'll be less competition for sure. <laughs> then that's what in our previous Fuck. previous podcast episode. That's what was discussed, wasn't yes. it? There are opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. yeah. There is. Yeah. Um, let, let's uh, let's not rehash last uh, podcast. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, that's a nice yeah. little link back. Right. Shut up, Nikki. Oh, uh, what? Um, <laughs> so we didn't discuss this last time, uh, which was the uh, the lady who was upset at the pub for refusing to serve their uh, child. Uh, apple juice in a champagne glass. Now, I was quite surprised by Heath's response to this because I was expecting uh, a different response from Heath. But actually, you're on the side of the customer on this one. Well, I just I, like I, I just think right. What's the harm? You got a little girl there. It's with the parents having years in. You, it, I don't see any harm. Like, give the parents what they want. Make their situation nice. They sit there and toast it. They all leave happy. What's the point of saying no? And I, the manager said no because it, it might encourage her to drink further down the line. Oh, fuck off. What a terrible excuse. Like, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, she might cut herself her glasses are, are fragile. I don't know. But I just think, you know, hospitality for me is giving somebody what they want without sacrificing and ruining someone else's experience. So what's he got to gain? He's had an argument with the customer. He's riled her feathers. It's gone to the press. It's, it's not a good story for anybody. Everybody comes off badly. She comes off across like there's no need to go to social media and destroy the pub. And then people go, oh, I'm not going to go there and cause all that drama. They did. They said what they said. Just let it go. You don't need to go and ruin the business. But at the same time, the business could have, you know, what's it going to hurt? Like, I don't think the four-year-old girl is going to start going, hmm, I feel like champagne now. And, you know, I don't, like, it's no, just it's ridiculous. The whole, but from like, but I, I kind of, I understand where the pub's coming from. Because if you think, if, you know, a police officer walks in or a licensing officer walks in, it doesn't, oh, give, it, doesn't, it doesn't give a good impression, police officer walks it? in, you I'll piss know. off. The police, oh, come on. Police officer walks in and goes, all right, I know we've got a massive crime problem in London right now. We've got knife crime out of control. We've got this going on. Right. That family's under arrest. That little girl over there, she's drinking out of a champagne glass. Is she drinking? Who served her? Ah. Check, I want to check your lot. You refuse a log. But, but Come hey, on. Hey, let, let's face yeah. it. A customer sees a little girl drinking it, reports to the pub for serving yeah. to underage kids. People do um, that. Then, I'd say, then I would say, Karen, calm the fuck down, <laughs> right? There was a little girl having dinner. She's with her parents. If you're all concerned, do you know what I mean? We have... We have we have kids who want to drink little Whiskey. glasses here for um for dessert wine, and some kids want to have feel like they're included in the middle. It doesn't it? Like, yeah, so you give them a glass of dessert well, wine. We become we become such a nanny fucking yeah, country. But, I mean, you're also pandering to the kids everything. there, Heath. What, when when do the kids uh, get to decide what they just, want? Yeah, fuck them. They can have a plastic uh, beaker and be happy with why, it. But why? But why end up in? A, I don't understand. Listen, I like an argument more than anybody else. But why start a fight? <laughs> Why start a fight over a fucking glass that they're having a drink in? This is why I'm so surprised because you do like an argument, and and nine times out of ten, this would be your pub. Listen, 
trust me when I know what North London clientele is like, right? And I choose my battles and I know what my customers are like. And if they asked me to do that, I would just do it. You know why I don't need to be told off by somebody? <laughs> they sit there and they badger you and they complain and they'd be upset and they want to have a fight with you because they always have to be fucking right in Highgate, right? They always have to be right. So sometimes choose your battles. If the kid starts doing tequila, <laughs> fine. It's a conversation. But let them have it. You know, and the kid wasn't on their well, screen. Congratulations to the and then the parents saying, my kid wasn't on the screen. Congratulations. You've managed to raise a child without them looking on the internet. Well done, you. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know I mean? that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a general kind of condemnation of society, isn't it? That that is the yeah, gold but, standard, but, that my child was not just, on the screen at the restaurant. Well fucking people, done. People are, so, people are so fucked off at the way the world is. They want to have a fight and they want to be right about everything all the time. Don't give them the opportunity. Here's your champagne flute for your little girl. Well done, you. Have a nice evening. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Why have the argument? And Do you know what I mean? And you've got the, the reputation of being a very angry little man. I can't see uh, why. I don't know. He's very, he's very kind of uh, conciliatory. I'm trying to give hospitality here. Here's, here's the champagne flute. Please don't break it. Let your little daughter have a nice evening. Let's let it go. But then the fact they go to social media and want to destroy the business. Come on. Leave them alone. The guy did what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? But I don't think they should use the excuse they might start drinking later on in life. Like, fuck off. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Uh, let, let's talk about the uh, the Luke Littler effect. Um, Heath, are you going to be installing a dartboard at the Red Lion and Sun? We've got one at the Winlock. Okay. That wasn't the question I asked. But, uh... Yeah, but I won't be installing a dartboard at the Red Lion and Sun. I don't need 60-year-old men, uh, 16 year old men <laughs> who look 45 <laughs> playing darts in my pub. I mean, it is interesting, isn't it? That it's that's it's really stimulating the whole, and it has been around. You know, he, he learnt in the pub. And, yeah. Um, I mean, there's probably whole sort of uh, issues around that. But um, no, I was listening to an interview with him, and he was asked, you know, normally people practice in the pub, you know, have over a few beers. What do you do? Because you know, obviously, you're not old enough to drink. And he was like, oh, I've just been practicing at home. And I thought, no, you haven't. You, <laughs> you look you about look forty-five. Oh, you've been me. drinking since you were six. It's the bar. It's the local. His local um, licensee is going. Oh fuck! We've been serving him for ten years, and he's sixteen. <laughs> But it is good, though, isn't it? I mean, you, to, to, to not focus on a uh, on a pub sport. I mean, pubs should be embracing this. They yeah. should be kind of going, you know what, let's, and his let's brother dust works off in the, the pub. His brother works in the pub. Yeah, it's, uh, in the same pub he practices dancing. Probably. But yeah, I think, I think there's an opportunity here. Maybe no, not. Okay, maybe the not thing the is, that the minute we start enjoying ourselves in pub world, the government will turn around oh, and say it's a dangerous how sport. Have you, done you can't that? play. You can't. You can't play darts in the pub. Someone's going to have an injury. I don't believe we'll let it go on this long. And the government will come down, and next thing we won't have dartboards. So oh, I think wow. it's probably just safe to not roll. You know what? I'm going to quit while we're behind because uh, it, it's going to descend from here, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But one last thing, actually. Okay. Where's your normal insults for us? I don't, not that I want them, but you haven't done your insults. Well, I've done the jokes instead. I oh, do okay, glue based jokes. So, right. Sorry, I, I, I can't always come up with the insults. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a hard, hard challenge. So I, I went for puns. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm kind of relieved, actually. Even though the jokes are shit, I didn't have to listen to you go blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that note, let's get on with the podcast. Yeah. Can't wait. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're talking toilets in this episode, and I'm delighted to welcome two great guests who are here to tell us all about setting standards in toiletry matters. We've got Becky Wall, MD of the Lou of the Year Awards, and gold standard toilet operator, Eddie Gershon of JD Weatherspoons. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, Eddie, I mean, let's let's start. Obviously, you guys do a little bit more than just operate toilets, but it's an area you've made something of a name uh, for yourselves. Um, I mean, was that a deliberate act to, to create toilets of distinction, or has it just happened organically? No, I think it's, it's a definite aim. I think it 
somebody realises if you go into a pub and you just happen to have a drink saying to eat, think, what a great pub, and then you go into the toilet and you think, oh my God, what a state, then you worry about if the toilet's not clean, you think, well, maybe the kitchen is not clean or the cellar's not clean. Yeah. So, for Wesley's point of view, it's logical, conversely, illogical not to have clean toilets and not to have well-maintained toilets. And Wesley went slightly over the top and continues to do so because it's taken on existing buildings and can then redevelop them in its own way yeah. you'll get some toilets for example some of the, the latest toilets where they might be six seven times the size of a regular toilet it might have you know uh, sofas in there and views of, of the beach from wherever they are yeah. so they become a talking point um, and that's not a bad thing if people are talking about the quality and the cleanliness of your toilets that's a very very good thing and I say conversely if people think the toilets of a certain pub aren't clean I'm not sure they'll go back again no, no, it's very true. I mean, we, we'll be talking to other people about some of these issues. And I guess, I mean, you do benefit. A lot of your sites are are sort of almost starting from scratch, aren't they? So you do have that flexibility. I mean, do you, is, is it a significant investment then on behalf of other things to, to... Yeah, well, I think the, the architects get carte blanche when they're, when they're given a pub to develop. They're given carte blanche, but, but one of the things they're told to do is make the toilets as large as possible make them as good looking as possible as well managed as possible and I think some of the toilets have hundreds of thousands of pounds spent on them mm. um, and, they, and, and again they become a talking point uh, and that's not a bad thing at all and, and in terms of Louis of the Year Wesbyn has always thought that's an independent organisation nothing to do with us you know their inspectors come inspect them and I think if you, It's, we do Wesley takes it very very seriously and I think it's um, if you get recognition from independent inspectors who come again at any time unannounced uh, anonymously and think you're losing tip top condition that's okay. good news okay um, before we get on to because we're going to come to Becky and talk about what they do and how they do it um, I mean what, what do you think you guys do differently when it comes to toilets that, that really sort of makes you stand out um, I think they tend to be large and that's good for us but obviously not everyone can do that but the pub the toilets tend to be large so you're if for, you know in a men's toilet you might find 10 urinals and you might find six cubicles and you'll find 10 uh, hand basins you know and so people aren't queuing to get into the loos uh, they're maintained and signed for every single hour that's not specific to Wetherspoon but Wetherspoon does that takes it very seriously and uh, money's invested in the design and look of them you know the men's toilets look great but they're a bit more functional I'm not sure I'm not trying to sound sexist, maybe, but men probably don't think about it as much. If you go into some of the women's toilets, they just do look fantastic. And uh, money is spent, you know, the same way you want to design a good bar or a good beer garden or a good uh, dining area. We put the same fantastic. emphasis into the toilets. Brilliant. Okay. And, and Becky, tell us a bit about Lou of the Year Awards then. What, how does that work? What do you do? I mean, how much time do you spend in the toilet, I guess, is probably going to be the, uh, the, the opening question now. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Eddie. Um, if the toilets aren't good, people will then start questioning your kitchens and everything else because the toilets are what you can see. Um, so we, as an, as an independent, we go in unannounced um, to these people that enter the awards. They can be nominated or, like Weatherspoons, they can enter themselves to use it as a mark to see where they are each year. We go in and announce we probably would spend about 45 minutes doing a ladies and a gents and then about another 15 to 20 minutes doing a disabled access because they are a little bit more tricky because there are a lot of building regs that have to be followed with those two, obviously for reasons of alarms and bars for people to be able to hold on to. Um, and we grade them. There's 101 tick points, including measurements as well as what they look like, um, whether they have sufficient water, is it warm, do they have soap, do they have hand dryers, do they have locks on the doors, do they have hooks on the doors? So it's not just about what it looks like, it's about are they safe, are they functional, are they clean? Um, I'd like to say that we run our grades from bronze so we have bronze, silver, gold. Gold is about where we would say something is functional and serviceable. Anything above gold, so platinum, platinum plus and diamond are establishments that are really trying hard to keep standards up and make them really accessible for everybody. As I say, safe, lighting, locks, 
of what we're going to be seeing to be safe, so people feel safe when they're using the toilets. And I would think that if you looked at Weatherspoons, um, just because Ed is here, the majority of their grades, if not all their grades, actually thinking about it, are gold and above, and they have got diamonds as well. Okay. Okay. And I mean, it, it, is this something that a lot of pubs, I know Weatherspoons have embraced this. Have you got a lot of pubs sort of uh, looking at the awards and, and, and asking for that assessment? We have. We have got pubs that are on board, but a lot of the other ones are independent. So there aren't many um, big establishments like Weatherspoons that do it. But then we've also got 63 other categories. So we've not just got pubs. We have got um, places of historical interest, campsites. Um, we have conference centres. We have truck stops, roadside services. So there's a big um category wise that people can enter supermarkets mm. but whether it would be our largest in you know largest group that puts entries in and, and if you're um sorry nikki you want to uh come in here? yes i've got a question for eddie um with the new uh, sites or sites you'll be opening or opening or have spent a lot of money and investment when it comes to their toilets are you putting more attention on the design of it now than ever before? We're talking later about like Instagrammable toilets and toilet selfies and stuff. Is that something that Weatherspoons takes into account? Uh, but I don't think Weatherspoon, well, Weatherspoon and social media don't go hand in hand. <laughs> uh, if, if, if people, if people want to uh, take photos and selfies, I'm sure they do. Then they're going to get, they're going to show off a really good toilet. I don't think that's taken into account whatsoever. I mean, that could be completely opposite with, with numerous other pub companies or restaurants, whether it is all that. But I think that design is more, more important. Absolutely. I think if you go to any pub that's newly built, the toilets are probably better than those that were built five years ago. So we're always learning. So, um, yeah, but also when pubs are redeveloped, Westbourne isn't opening as many pubs nowadays. We're still spending millions of pounds each year upgrading its pubs. Whenever a pub is upgraded, 90% of the time the toilets are upgraded as well. Yeah. So, you know, we see toilets as integral to running a decent pub. And it, it, it's what I said at the beginning, what Becky uh, agreed with, is, uh, you know, if your toilets are, if you go out for a nice uh, meal to a a restaurant you've had a really lovely moon you say oh that was fantastic it might even have an open kitchen mm. and then you need to use a loo you say oh my god it's disgusting I don't think you'd go back again pubs might be slightly different people might have slightly different views in a pub but mm. it's um, I think I think toilets are more important than they ever were and it's also it's a bit like coffee in pubs people never expected pub toilets to be good yep. so when they're half decent people already think mm. they're better than they should be yes. and when they're really good they stand out Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Becky, what would be your top tip then, or top tips for operators that are looking to really up their game when it comes to uh, their toilets? I think I think design is a big thing to make sure that there's room for everybody, but most of all to make sure that those um, elements that we need to use, your water, your soap, your tissue, however you dry your hands, is always readily available. And as I say, you've got locks on doors and the lighting is good because that is what people want. They want to feel safe. From a person that has um, grown up with toilets then, because I do mobile toilets, we don't, you don't want people hanging around in the toilets for a long time because that doesn't help the situation of people moving through it. But at the same time, people want to be able to make sure that they have time to, to be clean, wash their hands and not in a tight space where they're just feeling rushed. And I think, to be fair to Weatherspoons, the majority of their establishments have that facility for everybody. Fantastic. And, and we're pretty much out of time. But Eddie, the, the elephant in the room that we haven't discussed is why are your toilets in Weatherspoons so bloody far away? It's for people to be able to moan about something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not involved. I don't even work for the company. I'm not involved in their design. But you're absolutely right. So there are some. I'm not really a social media person, even looking at stuff. But some of the funniest TikToks that I've seen on my kids have uh, pointed out to me are people saying heading off to Lou at Weatherspoon. You know, like an hour later. Soon an hour. <laughs> they are. I mean, to be, to be fair, if you. Need, if you need a toilet to be accessible toilets, yes, they will be close to where you need them to be. Yeah. But um, 
I just think it's uh, it's um, part of the design of the pub. That you know, the, at the end of the day, the main part of the pub has to earn money uh, for the pub company, and you, you want to have good areas. I mean, one thing I would say as well is that Weatherspoon, and I'm not sure if Becky's directly involved with this, but Weatherspoon is very involved with changing places. The toilets are having very, very accessible toilets, you know, having facilities for people that need them. And it's just, I think it's a human right to be able to go to a decent, clean toilet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you've got an old pub, it's not as easy. We're not, it's, no. it's just not as easy. But you can still, even if it's a, a toilet with two urinals and, and one cubicle, there's no excuse for not keeping it clean. Yeah. Correct. Uh, agree, Eddie. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that is, uh, we are out of time, guys, but thank you very much for that. listening to the Locking Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and Nikki Thatcher. Now we've taken a look at what you need to have to have an award-winning toilet, but what about an Instagrammable toilet? But also more importantly, what are the fundamental basics of getting your toilets right? And to help us with those topics, we've got the fantastic Abby Perry-Jones of Jones Architecture and Design and Linda Kennedy, Head of Investments with Punch. So guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So let, let, let's start with, with basic kind of things. Linda, I mean, what, what are the fundamental design sort of functional rules around pub toilets? You know, when you're signing off on these investments in Punch, you know, what, what, what are the basics? What should people be thinking about? Well, I think one of the basics is that the toilets need to be extremely clean. So they mm. need to, so all the surfaces need to be, to be really easy to clean, whether it's the floors or the walls yeah. or the, or the or the vanity tops, the sanitary way. It's uh, making sure that everything's clean, uh, cleanable. Yes, yeah. Um, and then I think some of the things I look for is have we have we dealt with things like ventilation? You know, we're, we're dealing with some very old buildings, mm. so do we have decent ventilation and extraction that um, that allows for whiffy smells to be removed? Yeah. Um, and to and to get the air changes in that we should. Um, and also, nobody likes cold toilet. Nobody likes to... Um, yeah, they don't, Linda, you're right. Yeah, Heath, no one likes I a cold toilet. I don't know toilet. why the heating... I'm going to ask my manager why the heating's not on in the toilet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Linda, carry on. Slight to yeah, So, yeah, so nobody likes a cold toilet. So, certainly, you know, the ambience and the, the heat the heating temperature in the toilets. We don't want people dwelling in there too long. But um, at the same time, let's make it comfortable for them. You don't want to be freezing to death in there, Linda. Yes, yeah, yeah that's, indeed, that's, indeed. No one's indeed. no one's dwelling in his toilets. Um, I mean, are there particular rules? I mean, you say for for men's toilets, sort of like three urinals, two sinks, or or is that just uh, just because that seems to be quite common, or is that just by chance, really? Um, well, I think I think a lot of parts have evolved into mm. what they are. Um, but I mean, Abby will probably be able to, to sort of answer this in a bit more of a technical detail. But I mean, I'd normally work in a ladies' toilet. If, if for every cubicle, I'd expect a vanity unit or right. a sink. Mm. Um, but the gents is slightly different with the urinals to the actual toilets. But um, and there is there is a building reg um, uh, uh, um, standard. Um, but very often we're working with what we've currently got. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There are standards, but when we're working with existing buildings, there's always that get-out clause um, that, you know, this is a listed building potentially, and, you know, we've, we've tried our best to, to accommodate everybody, um, and also with the disabled toilets as well. If it's a significant development, then um, there's always a requirement to add that in. But if we're just doing a minor refurb or a sparkle, then, you know, we can say this is how it's built and uh, we're just going to refurbish as it is. Right. Yeah, and I, I guess it's just about making them as accessible as possible to everybody, the ones that we've got. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and in terms of sort of investment costs, I mean, what what, what should, what's a ballpark sort of investment figure for, for toilets? What should people be thinking that they need to spend uh, when they're coming to, to refurb a toilet? Well, I think this is where people can get creative with things. I mean, you know, if you're... Um, you know, if, if you're taking your existing 
bog standard toilets um, and you, you, know, you just want them clean and tidy um, you know you're working probably with your existing sanitary where you might you know, just want to spruce them up a little bit in terms of some of the floor surfaces and some extra vanity units make them a bit warmer and a bit of a flat and I guess you, know, you could be looking for anything from about 5 to 15k um, for the toilets um, you know if you, if you go in you know something that's more of a dining experience and um you know, it's more a premium offer, then, you know, you will spend more on, on your finishes and, and, your, and your sanitary work in those, in those toilets. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Linda. I mean, it's not about spending loads of money, but it's just about distributing that budget really wisely. You know, we don't need expensive taps or, um, you know, fancy sanitary wear, just, um, you know, maybe some uh, new tiles, new simple tiles on the wall and really clean surfaces. I think if people, it's also interesting, if people are embarking on the development themselves, it's really interesting that they use commercially rated materials, particularly the floor. I mean, we can really create a great space with some of these lovely patent tiled floors that seem to be in trend at the moment. But a lot of those um, that people might buy off the shelf could be suitable for a domestic situation. And of course, you know, they need to comply with the correct slip ratings. If there's any accident, it's a wet area. You know, if one of the customers slips over, you know, that's potentially a lot of money lost in being sued, you know, going yeah. forward. But, um, yeah, we can be really creative. Um, with some paint and it doesn't have to be starting afresh starting from scratch does it and I guess the other element for me when I'm thinking of toilets is about the cost the, you know, the, the running costs of the water so yeah. you know, there's some really simple things like um, you know, non-concussive taps um, you know, they, 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 they've, they've stepped away from being really um, utilitarian now and I think you know, we've got new sense taps as well yeah. which are a little bit more expensive but do the job you know? um, and also things like um, you know, water water saving devices for your rhinos they, they, you know, they, they can save up to 70% on your water consumption and it's literally pouring water down the drain otherwise and money down the drain as they say so yeah, yeah. and I mean do we do we invest enough into toilets? Because I mean, we, when we when we think about pubs and we think about refurbishing pubs or, or, or even starting from scratch with a pub, you know, we, we focus so much on the front of house and make sure all this is uh, sort of looks beautiful and the rest of it. Do we put enough time into toilets? Because they're pretty fundamental, aren't they? They're, they're, people will will judge a, a pub by its toilets. Definitely, definitely. I mean, as designers, we certainly do. It's one of the most important parts of the space. And I think when um, you know, it's, a, it's a reflection, as you say, of, as the public whole, particularly if it's a food-led space, you know, and it's got to be clean, you know, um, it's absolutely vital. Um, but it's, I think, um, you know, designing generally is interesting. You know, the psychology behind it when people go to the loo it's like a gap in the night so it's so important that vibe and the atmosphere of the pub is carried through maybe through the corridor on the way to the loo plus the toilets itself because that's a space in the night when you know if the atmosphere is a bit naff and it's not quite right then people can make a decision to you know call it a night um, and leave or go back order another drink have some food you've got to make people feel great um, and feel good about themselves as well so how they look in the mirror you know the lighting's got to be cool and um, it's got to work well they might want to do a bit of makeup or you know fix a hair or something um I'm looking at Heifer. good mirrors good lighting um are probably more important than gimmicky stuff you know we, when you mentioned instagram earlier it's great you know we've seen loads of kind of neon signs and foliage and, and funky lighting and and uh, gimmicky stuff i don't think it's about the gimmick it's just about providing that great that great space where people feel good so let, let, let's touch on that instagram thing because nikki assures me this is a thing uh is she she's not lying is that uh, is that the case abby well definitely i mean you look at some kind of bars particularly more sort of town center uh, trend-led bars if you look at their social media it could be up to 50% of, of the social media is well, particularly girls as you mentioned before taking selfies in the toilet mirror um, and uh, it's, it's a strange concept but um, yeah it is done definitely in the larger venues um, we design you know where there's bigger space maybe when we're starting from scratch we make the ladies toilets particularly big and there might even be a space specifically to kind of you know, sit and lounge, you might put chairs in there, you know, little stools so they can perch and, and do their makeup specifically. Because this is where girls, well, people in general sit, sometimes catch up on the gossip, you know, and have a bit of a, a laugh and then um, and then go back into the venue itself. So it is really, really important, but it's not just about sticking up some foliage and painting everywhere pink. 
Mm. You know, um, there's got to be some depth to it as well. So what, what, yeah. what can people do to make their toilets Instagrammable? I mean, sitting around talking in the toilet, I guarantee that doesn't happen in the men's, but um, how do you, uh, how do you uh, uh, create these Instagrammable sort of uh, spaces? What tips would you give to operators? Well, I must admit, it's, it's not a thing that I personally generally do, but you must sort of practice and see how it works because you have to, there's a, there's a technique behind getting the camera facing the mirror in the right direction, standing in the right position to get that photo of yourself. So if you stand in your pub toilet and, and try and do that, what you've got to think about is what's on the wall behind you, what's going to be captured by that photograph. So if it's a rusty old radiator and a hand dryer that's sort of falling off. and Oh, you've you been know, to his um, pub. It's not going to make. It's not going to make Facebook. It's not going to make Instagram. No. Um, so it's thinking about the wall behind. It's, it's getting the great mirror. It's getting the great lighting. Maybe maybe some cool features that are talking points um, as well. So I mean, Heath, yeah. you, you 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 recently refurbished your ladies' loos. Have you uh, have you got ferns? Have you got sort of Instagram sort of pelicans or things in the background? No, I sort of no. I did the, I did the. One of the ladies' bathrooms downstairs at the Red Lion, and um, I sort of just try to keep it quite classic and pretty. I don't really want them hanging out in there and taking <laughs> photos. Like, I'm too busy for that. There's so many gimmicky but, stuff. Have you yeah. seen? There's urinals shaped as lips. As lips. Have you yes. seen those? Yeah. And what yeah. about what about music in the toilets? I mean, I've put um, I've put speakers in, and we've played. Um, you know, old have you seen them? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff from the. Not how you see comers in singing. I, what, the, um, Goonies and Goonies. yeah, the Goonies yeah. sort of joke somewhere in the loo. Yeah. Um, there, there was a phase in the in the nineties. I remember with uh, there was a pub that opened in Warrington, and they had TV screens above the urinals that were activated when when you went and stood in front of the urinal and it was classic of the time a young lady had come and sort of looked down and then pull a variety of reactions like i said it was the <laughs> 90s um but that i think you should that's... just have like the wa- you should just have water running noises for the men <laughs> do you know what i mean just speed things up like a waterfall in the background just to get them in and out quicker <laughs> you have a really interesting point there though um Ed, because you know we it is a it is a, a key point of sale area as well yes so you know we, we should have you know what's our events what's going on yeah in the pub you know what's our offers you know on the back of your toilet seats is nothing else to look at really is it yeah. on the back of the toilet door even is there is the rhino Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a colleague also said uh, that uh, his his top tip or what he would like to see pubs do is have two door handles on the door, one for the people that wash their hands and ones that don't. That, <laughs> I think that surely could be something that wouldn't be difficult to install and but a little sign and catch on maybe. What maybe do you say? You ever wash your hands, that. use this one. Yeah. You wash your hands, use this one. <laughs> so <laughs> something something punch could pioneer perhaps, Linda? <laughs> Um, you know, I'm I'm all, I'm all for push push uh, than a um, yes. handle at all. Indeed, yes, yeah. You. Push your way out, pull pull your way in, push your way out. It's a really interesting topic. I don't think anyone should try and change the the look and feel of their toilets. I think it should just match the look and feel of the pub itself. That character has got to be carried through. Yeah. You know, whether it's the style of music or whether it's some artwork or you know the colour scheme, um, it just should really show that character. Right. Um, so the vibe continues all the way through. This you is... want to make people smile. You yeah. want to look after people, whether it's some you know some hand cream or just thinking about how they would use your space. Um, and as Linda said earlier, clean surfaces. When we design that, we think about little things like where the hand dryer is. We always make sure there are tiles below it. Yes. And of course, it splashes off people's hands. You often see designers or operators to put some really lovely, beautiful wallpaper in. And then after a couple of weeks under the hand dryer, obviously, you know, the water has made that a little bit manky and... Uh, yeah, using larger format tiles so there's less grout that's going to um, need cleaning. You know, yeah. That's a good. Um, that's a good tool. But um, yeah, there's lots that you can do. It's not about putting um, angel wings on the wall so people <laughs> can Instagram themselves. Um, it's not about gimmicky stuff. It's just considering the space and considering how people are going to use it. Brilliant. We are out of time, guys. But I, I like the idea of uh, matching the toilets to your pub. I, I have to say, I have been in pubs where the toilets have matched the pub. That's not always a good thing, though. So um, we, shall, uh, <laughs> we shall park that one there. But, guys, thank you very much for that. Some really interesting thoughts.
This is the Lock In Podcast, and we're talking about toilets in this episode. Uh, now, when it comes to pub toilets, it's a fair comment to make that operators put a little bit more effort into the ladies than the men's. Uh, Nikki tells me that ladies' toilets are often a veritable paradise with the scent of wafting lilies and plush carpet, <laughs> while most le- men's ladies resemble the outer circles of hell. Um, I mean... To discuss this, I'm delighted to welcome award-winning operator Emma Gimmon of The Plough in Presbury and Brett Fleming-Jones from Hygiene Supplies at PHS. So, guys, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I mean, uh, let's start, Emma. Is that fair, do you think? I mean, are ladies' toilets uh, far nicer than men's? Um, I think they end up that way, just because of how we find that they've been treated uh, in the past. Yeah, I mean, when we first started, we were like adamant we were going to make the men's toilets really nice. You know, we put the lilies in there, the vases. And uh, within a couple of weeks, I think my husband walked in to do a toilet check and found someone actually peeing into the vase of lilies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, what on earth? We, you know, we, we lost a, I've got the most beautiful sort of motorcycle wooden picture that we screwed to the wall. That was gone within a couple of months. Oh. Someone must have, must have literally unscrewed it and walked out of the pub with it. I mean, it, yeah, blows my mind. So, Tried to uh, combat that by getting some cactuses for the windowsill because obviously no one's going to steal. <laughs> or, 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 or piss into it, which could be quite painful <laughs> if you mistime it after a few bits. So. I have literally no idea, but somehow those cactuses went missing off that windowsill, and I'm just envisaging someone with very prickly privates. <laughs> uh, we tried. We tried to make the men's nice. You know, you don't get the graffiti in the women's. You don't no. get the, you know, art, well, artistic, uh, what would you say, balls and, uh, and things drawn on the, on, yes. on the toilets. It just, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Heath, what's, what's your take? I mean, what are your, what are your ladies lose like? Are they uh, far superior to the men's? Yeah, because blokes are just a mess. Do you know what I mean? They literally are. They just they. There's no point having urinals. You might as well just have like an open hole on the floor and a pair of jeans for a hand dryer because they don't care. They just make a mess everywhere. At least the, the only thing I say about the ladies is they like the napkin, the tissues, and they just like to throw them places. I don't understand why they can't use the bins. Oh, sorry, Heath. But yeah, they generally don't. <laughs> But generally, the ladies treat the toilets with more respect than the men. Men just think it's just, you know, know, they're only in there for a minute. Ladies seem to be in there longer doing makeup, taking photos, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. We're in and out. Well, that's probably because it's not a pleasant environment to hang around in. I mean, maybe if you well, you don't, really go, you, don't go to the, you don't go to the toilets to do your makeup. You don't go to the toilets to chat to your mates because well, it's weird talking to another man. I, I don't know about toilets. that. Why is it weird? <laughs> Why is it weird, Heath? Well, you know, I mean, that, my chef for the other day was telling me he was in, he was in a toilet, and this guy turned to him and said, "Food's here is really good." And my chef's like, "I don't want to look at the guy. I'm trying to weed him." <laughs> the guy's kind of talking. The guy's trying to like avoid contact. The guy's going to full on. Oh, the food was lovely. I really enjoyed that. And he's like, "Man, I'm trying to have a wee. Why is he looking at me?" So yeah, we don't talk in the toilets. It is, you don't it get is. many men taking selfies in the toilets either, do you? No. You don't get a toilet no, selfie. No, no exactly. No, no, we you are. get beaten up if you got your phone out the toilets. <laughs> photos. Someone's chinning you. What are you taking a photo of? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. I mean, it's the windows. Nikki, you, the windows. You, you, They're always oh. long, low, horizontal windows. Yep. Usually often with bars on the outside. It makes you feel like you're in prison. <laughs> no, that's true. So it, it, it elicits the prison behaviour. <laughs> I mean, Nikki, okay. you, you had an interesting story about... Uh, yes, so an operator I spoke to very recently was telling me, I was talking to them about the podcast and that we were talking about toilets and whatnot, and they have discovered that in their, um, the, the soap in their men's and ladies' toilets, it goes down a lot faster in the men's toilet than it does in the women's, and they suggested that perhaps more men wash their hands than women do, and I thought that was really interesting. It's, uh, it is a surprising yeah. stat. Mm. Or is it just that they have more men in the pub yeah. than women? Yeah. I definitely disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a colleague I've been did... In the bathroom. I've been in the toilet, some blokes walk in and have a wee and walk back out. Yeah. So common. Yeah. The yeah. amount of men who don't wash their hands. 
No, no. So, well, that brings us on That's to hygiene. They stopped doing bar peanuts, wasn't it? Do you remember? Like, they stopped doing peanuts and yeah. snacks on the bar because didn't they test them once and they found, yes, I yeah, mean, like yeah. hundreds of different types. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you remember there was a, a phase for, uh, and Brett, you could probably talk about this, the, it, of having uh, targets in the urinals. So people oh, would yeah. stick, uh, ping pong yeah, yeah. balls. Do you remember the Donald Trump? There was a Donald or... Trump urinal a few years ago in a pub. I remember writing about it. <laughs> And so people could aim for Donald Trump when they were peeing. Great idea. Yeah. yeah is, is that still a thing, Brett? Yeah. Boris Johnson one in there. Targets the in the troughs is still a thing. Yeah. Some some people use it for uh, you know uh, prostate prostate awareness. Yeah. Um, but also to try and improve people's aims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't say how successful it is. I know that they've done in 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 Holland they put flies. Yes. Ceramic yeah, flies. On, on the on the on the troughs yeah. in an effort to make people uh, be in straight lines. <laughs> it could catch on over here. Flies. Yeah, yeah. Do aim at try and knock them off. Like a house fly. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, just, that. just to focus the attention. Maybe that would make them look yeah, even more good. Yeah, you wouldn't want to L- wee near it, would you? If my wife had her way. We'd all sit down to go to the uh, top. We've had this that's, argument that's before. Like, yeah, but it's just like enough. It'd be a bit weird if you went into a pub and, and found somebody at a urinal of... sat in it. <laughs> yeah, just put, like, why don't we just put loads of toilets in there, like a woman's, to- like a lady's toilet, and then we all have to sit down. Well, you, you say that. I mean, somebody did say the, the trend for unisex toilets is actually a, uh, a better thing because they are just cubicles and they tend to, people tend to behave themselves a bit better in a unisex toilet. I mean, Brett, is that something that, that you comment on or no, no, sort of have noticed? Yeah, we're, seeing, we're, we're definitely seeing more and more unisex toilets popping up in and around, you know, business and on our, on our customer base. Can't say it's catching on in the in the in the pub chain world to be honest not something that we've noticed but I definitely think men would up their game Indeed. Uh, if they were sharing a unisex toilet ladies wouldn't stand for it would they they'd just come out and just <laughs> right. for the, uh, you'd have to have a self-closing lid though because that would just <laughs> self-closing lid would have to be a thing on those <laughs> <laughs> or just employ someone to go in and pull them down. And, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> a toilet attendant who literally just shuts the lid. I hate when you walk in there, the unisex toilets, and you walk in there, and some some bloke's already made a mess. I assume it's a man. So I feel, because I work in hospitality, so I end up tidying up a bit and cleaning up a bit. And, then, <laughs> and, and I spend half my time, I don't like him. I'd rather just go to a men's toilet and there's a mess and I can handle that. But going there, I'm like, because I don't want the next person, i.e. a female, going... Look at the mess you've made. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it freaks me out. Like, well, there you go. You know. It's, it's, a, it, 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 it's a, uh, a solution, isn't it? You know, unisex toilets. Good people like you, I use that term loosely, will clean up other people's mess. <laughs> so, uh, and Brett, I mean, what, what would your advice be to, to operators looking to to improve their their male facilities? Because as, as uh, Emma said, you know, it's 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 a hard task, and things do get broken, weed on. There's a couple, there's a couple, I mean, genuinely, there are a couple of things. So normally, the, the first thing that you notice when you walk into a men's bog in a, in a pub is it honks. Mm. Mm-hmm. stinking. Yeah. It's different with that of ladies. And, and in all seriousness, that is something that can be addressed in quite, in quite a good way, a way that will save pub owners money. Because what is happening is, it, you know, it's, it's the smell of the stale pee that's mm. causing that smell. And quite often, publicans to, to, to sort of counter that, they'll leave their troughs running right. to try and get the water ush it through. Yeah. That's costing them fortune mm-hmm. in cash. So if, if, they, if, they're, if they're clever about it, if they, if they employ or deploy the right kit into those loos, so something that with enzymes that will break down the stench, mm-hmm. they don't have to keep the water flowing all the time. They can save up to 700 quid. I mean, there was a, there was a pub company, EI Group, they saved something like 80 million litres of water across their entire estate mm-hmm. in one year by deploying the right sort of kit in an attempt to clear up the stench and, and not have to rely on just pushing water through all the time. So there's there's definitely pieces of um, kit out there on the marketplace. I know obviously we've got them, but mm-hmm. um, talk to people, talk to hygiene providers about doing that and you can... Save yourself some cash and, and pay for itself in the, you know, in the in the long run. The other thing, obviously, so first of all, you've got the stench, and then the second thing you've got is you know water everywhere, and some of it's piss. Probably not not best to go there. But one other one other thing I notice a lot is that 
when people dry their hands, these old-fashioned hand dryers, um, the ones that you could, you remember the ones you can move the nozzle around. They're all, they're still, yeah. they're still around yeah, loading yeah. pubs. And what happens is all, that, all that tends to happen is the water just comes straight off your hand onto the floor, mm. and then that looks like this. It, it isn't. I'm not yeah. going to go down and check it, but it could well be. But <laughs> it, it looks disgusting. It looks disgusting. And again, there are you can put mats underneath the hand dryers. Um, I went into a pub in Brancaster the other day. Um, for New Year's Eve and they had mats underneath their hand dryers it looked really really nice and the place was clean and dry as a result of it so that's something that people can do as well but you know it's the stench that needs to be addressed and the stench that's been caused by the the stale urine and then the mess that can be addressed too fantastic brilliant okay guys well we are out of time unfortunately but uh, some really good useful tips there and um, Emma has learnt not to put vases in men's toilets as well so uh, yeah and if any of you have got my cactuses I'd like them back <laughs> <laughs> I'll check here she's uh, looking at you <laughs> I'm just sitting awkwardly that's all <laughs> on, and on that note thank you very much guys You're listening to the Lock-In Podcast with myself, Ed Beddington, Nikki Thatcher and Heath Ball. We're talking toilets in this episode and taking a look at some of the horror stories operators encounter on an almost daily basis. I'm delighted to welcome two great guests for this session, Rob Alcock, licensee of the Long Arms in South Raxall, and Adrian Gaines from Rosie's in Hartlepool. Guys, thanks for joining us. Good stuff. So, I mean, before we chat, I didn't ask uh, uh, people on Twitter or X or whatever the hell we're calling it at the moment uh, to share their tales. And we've heard some corkers. Uh, One operator reporting an entire toilet had been taken from his site. Uh, It was all sealed (laughs) off like a plumber had done it. No mess. He just walked in the next morning and the toilet was gone. And it was also in the ladies' toilets as well, which was uh, even more surprising. Um, Jenny at the Boot Inn in Chester once caught a customer uh, in flagrante in the toilet and then had to explain to her father, a regular, why his daughter was being evicted, which I can imagine was probably a a fun conversation for her to have. Uh, And others have told of underwear being left in cisterns and in one case a colostomy bag, um, which is a disturbing thought. That toilet one, how how did they get it out of the pub without being seen? That's know. what I'm really confused I mean, it's, about. It, it's quite a, quite an operation, really, isn't mm. it? And how desperate do you need to be for a toilet to steal one? But it's not going to fit in your bag or in your pocket, is it? Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, you've got to maybe a sort of uh, distraction or throw it out the window. or mm. uh, Toilet doors have been stolen as well. I've heard stories about that. So, um, Heath, I mean, come on, you must have some, uh, some pretty rolls. horror stories. Regular, regular occurrence, toilet rolls. Toilet rolls, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. quite common. Yeah, yeah, toilet rolls. I think uh, it's certainly in Posh Highgate, they're always nicking toilet rolls, aren't they, Heath? <laughs> now, one of, my, one of my older regulars came in and he says, he's been to the toilets. Listen, I've made a bit of a mess in there. Here's 50 pounds. I'm really sorry. Oh, How bad God. can it be? <laughs> How bad can it be? Man, he was doing a number two and he missed the toilet. It's just everywhere. <laughs> I don't think 50 quid 50 covered it. I was like, yeah. Well, pro- yeah, like, that's what he gave me. And I had to go... I was like, I can't. Let, no, this is disgusting. So I, I, I cleaned it up, but I got someone else to do it who wanted fifty quid more than me. I was going to say, what do you do? Sort of uh, get one of the staff off them the fifty quid and a pair of rubber gloves. Yep. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice delegation. Adrian, I mean, you, you've got a. You were you were saying off air. You, you're you're running a bit of a party pub up in uh, Hartlepool. I mean, have you seen? Uh, you must have seen some interesting things. Yeah, I mean. Usually you can hear it's more people vandalising bits of stuff, pulling things off walls, mm. just things like that. Um, but interesting sights. I mean, obviously people copulating in the toilets, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, <laughs> not, so I've got a word. Not, um, not the word we've ever heard on the podcast before. <laughs> Heath would well, usually that, put it blunter. That's not, that's, not that. that's not that often, to be fair. Um, what I tend to do is get the staff to cheer when they're coming out, you know, like towards the end of the day. Round of applause. Yeah, always got like bright, bright purple, you know. But she, it's always a girl who comes out first, though, and then the guy walks out like, staggering around. Um, but it's not all that that often. That 
Um, a few years ago, not this pub, but at the Aiken side when I was working at Newcastle, um, there was somebody who kept on having a poo on the floor. Oh, no. Um, Why? Well, we didn't get the gents, but we didn't know who it was, and we never did catch up with who it was. But um, one day, I was um, coming out of the office, and we used to get, like, stag and hen parties, and, and there was this this uh, Scottish guy, and he was, like, really kicking off, you know, like, shouting on, and I says, what's the matter, mate? And he says, I've got shit in my shoe. And I says, what? He says, I've got shit on my shoe. <laughs> I started laughing all his mates for his stitches, you know, because he was, like, on a stag do or whatever. And I said, I'm so, sorry, mate, you know, I'll get you a pint. <laughs> but, uh, get you a new pair of shoes. You know, you say some funny things, like, don't you, but I don't know. Did he stand in the shit the other person left on the floor? Is it a yeah, continuation yeah, of that yeah. story? Or he shat on his own yeah, shoe? <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no he stood in somebody else's That was at Newcastle, though, not down there. I, I mean, <laughs> that was a few years ago. I, I slightly worry for you may he have done that. I says, what? One guy on there. Uh, other that, funny uh, stories. Go on. Sorry, go on. Go on now, go on. Other, fun, other funny stories, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. Just people, people drunk, isn't it? I mean, there was one time when I was running a, a nightclub in Middlesbrough, there was um, I was like a man, manager there, and there was a the door staff says, you're going to have to come upstairs, you know. There's a, there's a woman upstairs, and she was like this big woman, you know, like massive. And uh, she was naked, and they were like trying to, try, try, trying to get sorted out. They ended up having to call an ambulance and stuff like that. But I was like, how do you get in that state? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you're just like, you're naked in the toilet and you're like, you know, and you're unconscious, you know, and you're having to get an ambulance and you're just crazy, isn't it? I, 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 don't, I honestly don't know how do you get in that state, Heath? Like, I'll come home and just pass out. I don't sit there and go, let's get naked. I'm like, well, I wake up in the morning, my shoes are still on. <laughs> With shit like, on yeah. or no shit on? Well, you never know. You'd like to know, wouldn't you? No, no. I, I did once attend a work party in a pub once with a with a colleague who shall remain nameless. Who, it wasn't uh, me. Just saying that no, now. No, no, no. It was pre pre MA time, so Nicky's oh, off the hook on this oh, one. Oh, I remember this. No, no, you don't. Wasn't nothing to do with you, Heath. And um, and he basically okay. he disappeared uh, in the middle of this. It was a, it was a, a work event. He disappeared, and the only trace of him was most of his clothes in the disabled <laughs> toilets. <laughs> and he basically turned up, turned up at his wife's house. I got phone calls from his wife going, what have you done to Tommy? Oh, sorry. Um, oh, no. who, and he, and he literally, he got home. Somehow he managed to get a taxi. She had to come out and pay the taxi. He was basing in his underpants, which was a blessing for everyone, I imagine. I think he might have had one shoe. Oh, uh, like, you, sounds a bit, but your staff party sound a bit out of control. <laughs> Hey, let's, let's, I mean, if you, you you must have a, a horror story about uh, sort of a toilet as well. I mean, involving a rat. I don't know. Is that? Uh, <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe we'll reserve that for another time. We probably told it on the podcast before, but um, I mean, speaking yes, of, speaking of, of horror stories, I mean, Rob, you actually do have a genuine horror story because you believe that uh, that your toilet, your gents' toilet, is haunted. Absolutely, yeah. I know it's uh, everyone's going to cry booze, um, but the, the, the pub is haunted and the gents' toilet more so. The, the, the ladies not at all, but no one had any misgoings on or any sightings or anything in the ladies that we know of. No one said anyway, but the gents quite often, every every couple of weeks. Um, it's what happens? The same. So I, as you walk into the gents' toilets... Um, you get a feeling of being pushed from the back. <laughs> this is what you tell your wife. It's not, even, it's not even a wind-up, I promise you. We're not that sort of pub. Um, so that's the first instance. It's that to a father-in-law, village sceptics, people who don't believe, people have been so embarrassed telling this story. What, but you get pushed where? You listen to them. Just in the back of the head or just in the middle of the back. So that's into the door. I mean, is this while you're when in you mid-flight? Rhinal, no, 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 no. Then you get to the urinal, mm. and if you haven't felt it walking in, or you have, it happens when you stood at the urinal. We've well, got two urinals next to each other, and again, the same sort of feeling of being pushed over. 
went into the back in your lower back to push towards the urinal or uh, the sink. It only happens in those three places. Not in the toilet, not anywhere else in the toilet, just those three places. And happens a lot. And it's the same story all the time. And And honestly, nine times out of ten, these people... Aren't pissed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, has it happened um, to you? I was going to say, has it happened to no, you? No, it has happened to me. No. I don't tend to use these toilets, but other things has happened in the pub in the past fourteen years. Yeah, it's George. We call George the ghost. He's, um, I mean, is, is George, George's black and white dog? George, a seventeen-year-old teenager, who thinks it's funny to push people while they're in a. No, moment. I've just got an image of Rob with a sheet over his head in the men's toilet. <laughs> 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 the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it, and it's funny, but some people really freak out. We had these um, Italian blokes over on holiday. They were so freaked out, mate, honestly. I mean, there's no one else around. There's no one in the toilets. He comes running back to the bar. He's in pieces. Oh, are you haunting? Are you haunting? I've just been pushed in the back of the toilet. So, yeah, it's George. George needs to pay the dry cleaning bill. Um, I mean, this is—I mean, this is legitimate. It's not just a case of people making excuses for having uh, missed with their aim. Too often, yeah, too often. Have you have you thought about doing? George is never his dog in the toilets because in in the pub there's him and his dog, a little black and white dog. But in the toilets, it just seems to be just a. Being pushed in the back or the neck or the yeah. I mean, are dogs so, uh, allowed in toilets? Is that maybe yeah. that's a thing? I don't know. So. Dogs are allowed in toilets, but ghost dogs can go wherever they want, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, what does he do in the pub then? Look, you've got to be here. You've got to feel it to believe it. We need to. We need to go we're down coming, to the long zone. I, I am coming, and uh, I am determined to uh, be pushed in the toilets. I think we should do a... Do a Are you a believer? We should do this. We should do We should do an episode on ghosts, shouldn't we, in pubs? And, yeah. Uh, what? You, yeah. yeah like, can... I'm not doing that one. Fuck <laughs> 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 that. I'm good, I'm good on just, ghosts. We'll just send Heath into the toilet and see what happens. So. Shut the door. Yeah. Lock him <laughs> in. We'll be robbing the wrong floor. Brilliant, guys. Is that ghost behind you then, Heath? Yeah, it's on my <laughs> fucking way. <wife. laughs> well, on, talking about ghosts and pubs. There we go. On that note, guys, we are uh, we are out of time, sadly, but I will part that one there. But uh, yes, let's let's get over and uh, check out the ghosts at uh, Rob's pub. I think we well, let's go let's go up and visit. Indeed, definitely. You're listening to the Lock In podcast, and we're at the end of this episode. Um, now, Heath, I mean, you weren't you weren't too keen on talking about uh, pub toilets, but I think uh, uh, reflecting on the conversations we've had, um, you think you've learned something? Yeah, like um, yeah. But- if I'm dying for a piss, I should go into a Witherspoons because they have the biggest and cleanest toilets. <laughs> but they are quite far away. By the time you get them, you I, may have had an accident on route, though. I never realised, because I've only been in a few Witherspoons in my life, you but they are really bastard. far away, aren't they? They are. Well, yeah. I don't count the one at, at, uh, at uh, the train station where I meet you as a Witherspoons. I count it as more of a spot. That just sounds dodgy, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, but there was, there was some interesting things. I mean, you're going to be, you're not going to be Instagramming your toilets. I take it. Is that uh... no? That's just weird, isn't it? No, it's definitely a thing. I don't do it, and actually, I am amazed that it's a thing because I'm. I went on a girls' holiday, as I know, oh, I told you both about a little while ago last year, and and girls can't go to the toilet by themselves. Like girls were saying to me, "Oh, will you come to the toilet with me?" No. I, I won't actually and I was like oh, I'm just nipping to loop do you want us to come no I, I can go by myself I'm an adult like, uh, I would have loved to be in a fly on the wall of that holiday honestly, just watching you it, like a fish out of water I really was but it, it's a thing in a net yeah it's a thing and girls take ages reapplying their makeup like like you know people were saying earlier doing their hair taking pictures in the mirror taking the selfies that was Abby talking about earlier about getting the right angle in the mirror so that you can't see what's in like that blew my mind that actually <laughs> blew my mind but it's a thing and yeah. it's it's becoming quite a lot more do you not do you not go to the toilet and do your hair and stuff no you've met Nikki right really absolutely not do you <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I, I saw don't. that one coming a little bit. Though, I really don't. And in fact, I just I tend to actually avoid mirrors because I think, oh, I don't look great today. I just won't look in the mirror, and it's fine. I don't have to worry about it then. I haven't got time to, to do that all that shit. Anyway, I just want to get in, go for a week, get out again. I don't understand why it takes it long. It's uh, it, it is a mystery. It's a eternal mystery. Listen, with that attitude, Nikki, you should just use them in this Well, <laughs> I have. I was going to say that's I'm not sure going into that. Yeah. Let's not go into that. Uh, but I did promise you that I would tell you the uh, the story of me being barred yeah. uh, from a uh, yeah. pub. So. Um, I will, I will, this was a long, long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Um, I was a young man. I was out with a group of friends in a pub in Cheshire. And uh, one of the, uh, the group accidentally stumbled into the ladies' toilet entirely by chance, mistake here for the gents, and was amazed by this palace of luxury that he saw to the extent where he came back to the group and informed us of this kind of uh, sort of promised land of uh, opulence and things so of course we then all had to go and have a look ourselves so we all went one by one and had a quick nosy in the ladies and you know, it was carpeted which was I mean that's a unheard of thing in, in men's no toilets yeah. well, definitely in men's toilets it is you know, flowers everywhere <clears throat> lovely smells it was beautiful it was amazing then the landlord came round and basically called us all a bunch of perverts and threw us out <laughs> <laughs> we were never invited back to that pub so were you the only person that was just you going to the toilet? All this, there was a big room. A friend of mine accidentally walked into the ladies. Yeah. That was a complete lie. You were there on your own. It was last week. And uh, <laughs> and you went in there knowing full well what you were doing. That's that's what happened, really. I don't generally hang around in ladies' toilets. So, not what's written I'm, on the toilet. Although I'm work. told it's quite an Instagrammable thing. So, uh, <laughs> Maybe, maybe I will. But uh, yeah, so that is that is my choice. Heath, you haven't been barred from uh, a pub for walking into the ladies' toilets? No, I don't think I've been barred from a pub. No, I've never been barred. From never been barred from a pub. No, I've been asked to leave countries, but never been barred. From a pub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm always fascinated by men's toilets. Though. I'm fascinated by urinals because I just. It, it just, they just fascinate me. <laughs> the only person on the Listen, planet. listen, Nikki, how's this? When I used to work for a company called The Breakfast Group back in, I can't remember when, but they, they opened a place called Pop just off Soho Square and they put in the world's, or London's, or the UK's first woman's urinal. Oh, and I, it was a device where the women just stood above it like riding a horse. Really have, weird. They have that. I think, haven't they started doing that at festivals? But she he's. Have they? Something, something, no, she wees, aren't they? She wees. I don't know. That's a different kind of thing, though, isn't it? We, I think it's the thing you oh, use. Nick, isn't Nicky's it? making the face at me and going, "Stop talking right yeah. now." Okay. Fine. I think they're called. I think maybe she wees. I don't know. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think that's. I think they started using those kinds of things at festivals. I think it is to encourage women to just get in and get out because there is a lot of faffing that can go on in the toilet. I mean, generally speaking, at a festival, you're not going to be faffing around in a porcelain, are you? I wouldn't I mean, use a toilet. At a por- uh, I wouldn't use a porcelain if I had a choice. Use the bushes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're cleaner. <laughs> cleaner than a porcelain. Smell better. Uh, Heath, are you going to install two handles on the toilets? One for those who wash hands, one to don't? No. <laughs> what about the foot things? Do you remember in COVID, a lot of places had the foot yeah, things? Yeah, some still have it. Some still have that. Yeah, you can open the door with your foot. Yeah, so. that might be better. Yeah. More hygienic. Or you could just wash your fucking hands. Well, people apparently don't. People are weird. Well, there you go. You know what? I think, I think we've covered all there is to be said about uh, pub toilets. Although I'm sure there's more. Uh, definitely. Uh, um, and, and finally, Heath, did you hear the one about the uh, dung beetle that walked into a bar? The what beetle? The dung beetle. Go on. He asked the barman, is this stall taken? Oh, God. Fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> can we can, can we can we just do next week? Well, the next week we do the podcast. Can we just choose something? Choose someone else. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, uh, we are going to leave this one here. Uh, please do subscribe on all the usual channels. Uh, share and tell all your friends. Um, we are nudging those double figures, so uh, keep that going. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I guess all that remains is for me to say, to the loo. Oh, for God's sake.